Jeff Johnson and Jeff Linder here from the Gazette uh, for another edition of Jeff oh, Johnson. See that. Call it both ways. That's going to be our, since we don't have a big fancy pen in or anything. Um, I could cut that up and make a pen out of it. This was given, uh, I was at North Lynn the other night and I walked into the gym and, and they had a seat for me up, uh, up in the corner, which was very nice and it had my name. And then actually this is faded. It was a lot, it was a lot darker at the time, but it said, call it both ways in honor of our podcast. Well, that's nice. So, um, apparently the person who did this is, has not come forth, but, uh, I got a pretty good idea, <clears throat> Jared Collum, um, who did it. So free popcorn as well, Friday night. So I had a great Friday night at North Lynn, Mr. Linder, not that anybody cares, but. Uh, anyway, we are here to call it both ways, and uh, we're going to call it football way, first of all, since uh, a week ago, uh, on our prior podcast, we did um, uh, we did not have all the particulars of the uh, IHSAA's decision via about uh, football and, and how the season was going to play out and how the postseason was going to play out, and as it turned out, Jeff, what happened? Uh, nothing from 3A <laughs> down to 8-man, right? Great player. And then a lot in 4A. <laughs> uh, so no district champions because there are no districts. Everybody's at large, right? This is 4A, yep. And 16 teams qualify. Um, I think you could say the association tried. Yes, absolutely. And they... Um, I'm not crazy about it. I don't hate it. Um give it a year's chance and see what it does um um what do you think <laughs> uh it, it, it without it, getting it into specific it, it, what are the what are they calling it a competitive there's groups and there's tiers balance and concept yeah and uh i don't think you're gonna see dowling play des moines north i don't i think that's basically outlawed uh Dowling will play the best teams, and the lower teams will play the lower teams. And, you know, it's going to help you in the win-loss record. It's going to hurt you in the, in the strength of schedule. And I think it's all going to wash itself out, and it'll be fine. This is a one-year thing, so everything comes back up for discussion in all classes next year. Um, my guess is that if this 4A thing works or um, works even a little bit, you might see um, this kind of trickle down into the other uh, yeah. Other classes, perhaps. So. I don't think it's as big a problem in the lower classes. I don't think there's the disparity between the haves and the have-nots. And a lot of the disparity is just a one- or two-year deal based on who's got some good classes going through. Well, I will agree with you to an extent there, but you uh, you come talk to me next fall after Regina uh, runs its way to a Class A state championship since it dropped this year, uh, or Solon yeah. in 2A. Uh, and things like that. So, but that's a whole other discussion. But as Jeff said, basically this is um, uh, the IHSAA went back four years, the prior four years, uh, and looked at record, a regular season record, and place uh, playoff or postseason success for all the 4A schools. And first of all, two teams were lopped off. It's now a 40 team class instead mm -hmm. of 42. Um, and then they tiered them. As into what was it seven, six, seven, eight tiers? Seven, no, seven. I think. I think there's sixes and fives in each of the okay. in each of the okay. groups. So they they tiered them all. Gr off. Groups and tiers kind of yeah make me 
my head fall <laughs> off. Uh, anyway, and then they then they uh, basically came out with uh, half the schedule. Four games are are set right now. I think five. Is it five? I think it's five. And um, which is what it would be in? Yes, it is. It is. It's two. No, it's two from your group. I think you play two from your group and then three non groups. I think that gets you to five and they got to find four more. Uh, So anyway, so then you can't only you can't play too far out of your tier group, basically, is is what what I don't think tier one and tier two teams can play tier five and tier six. Correct. Uh, And that's when you're talking about uh, your tier ones were, uh, you know, you're dowling. Actually, I can just look. Uh, show you this right now, as a matter of fact. Uh, we came unprepared. Yes, we did. Uh, big time, bigly. So, um, team listing, here we go. Uh, one, two, three, yes. Five games have been assigned. Um, uh, I'm looking at the groups right now. Uh, for instance, uh, you look at Dowling's schedule, they play, uh, they're in a group with Irmadale. Fort Dodge, Des Moines, Roosevelt, Council Bluffs, Lincoln, and Sioux City North. So they were set up to play two teams out of that group, but it had to which be... Which would be the Tier 2 and the Tier 3. The Tier 2 and the Tier 3, which would be Urbandale and, and Fort Dodge in this case. And the Tier 4. They play Roosevelt too. Uh, you're right. You're correct. You're correct. So, uh, And then, you, then you're assigned um, two games... Out of your non-group, it had to be against either a Tier 1, which you were, or a Tier 2, which is the next tier down, and that's how they got Waukee and Ankeny Centennial. Mm-hmm. So um, it's an interesting concept, as yeah. we said. Uh, I know there's some people that are unhappy, as you can imagine. Um, well, of course. Uh, you know, I think Cedar Rapids Kennedy, for instance, has a, a very, very tough schedule, assigned schedule. Mm-hmm. When you look at having to play Bettendorf, Davenport North, Pleasant Valley, Cedar Rapids Prairie, and Cedar Falls, those are those are set games right now. And then they're going to have to find four others. Uh, obviously, they would play Washington, Washington and Jefferson, so there's, so there's, seven. there's two or four right there. And then, you know, who knows after that. So, right. uh, so that's a pretty maybe, tough schedule. Maybe it's time that Kennedy plays Xavier again. Yeah, could be. Uh, but then, you know, you got to have a math major on your sideline, sideline, figuring out what's the best way to get a high RPI. So you're one of the top 16 RPIs. Playing Xavier would help. You think so? Even though you're playing now, yeah, class doesn't matter, right? Right. Okay. There you go. Boom, boom, D. So anyway, so this is. It sounds convoluted, and it is, uh, in a sense. But uh, as Jeff said, uh, they tried something. Uh, they realize they have a problem. Um, I think they probably got a lot of heat from certain big school districts, Des Moines, Public, Sioux uh, City, Iowa City, perhaps. Sioux City uh, where I'd heard a lot of things about um, perhaps even just dropping varsity football. Davenport. Davenport. So uh, they tried something. Yeah. They realized there's a problem. Um Let's see what we can do about it. There were meetings between uh, a classification committee consisting of uh, Girls Union and Boys Association, and uh, they're going to continue to meet, and who knows if, if, in, if this might trickle down into other sports as well. So uh, there you go. And uh, feel free to, to uh, at JT Linder for any specific questions on the, on the mathematic formula with this because he's got it all down no. on Twitter. So. Uh, anyway, they, they, they didn't change the RPI, right? The RPI is still what that it is was. Correct, yes. I I don't think we're going to see a lot of change. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. 
I, I think it's going to be fine. I, I think a lot of people are unhappy that it's just 16 teams in the playoffs again. Um, and that could change in a year. That could, yeah. I like that they're just doing it for one instead of two. I, th- yeah. I think maybe they ought to do that, you know, from here on out, just to have a one-year deal. And, and I still think that a lot of it's because um, because Waukee Northwest is coming aboard here shortly. I, whether that's – is that one year or two? Next season, I believe. Okay. Next season. Um, so, yeah. So whoever the 40th team is will trickle down. I would think, after that. And, you know, um, some of this certainly is, is uh, player participation driven. Mm-hmm. You know, you want as many kids as possible to, to play the game. And, uh, you know, if you're, if you're a kid, say, one of the, the Des Moines public schools, Des Moines Lincoln, or yeah, that's a big school, right? Yeah. Or, or something like that. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, going in, you're going to get your head bashed in by... Yeah. By all the all the suburban schools uh, that are on your schedule, so Des Moines Roosevelt gave everybody a little, little bit, bit of hope, hope last year yeah. that it can it, it can be done. So, but we're still talking about what the publics are owing a hundred and whatever yeah. against suburban schools right. over the last how many every year. So it wasn't too long ago that Cedar Rapids Washington was really 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 good. That's true, and Cedar Rapids Kennedy's been very good. The last five years, so it can happen. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how this all works out when we get a, a six and three team uh, from you know one of the tier six schools or whatever it is that gets in uh, because they had maybe an inferior schedule over. Uh, but over if it somebody. has an inferior schedule with the RPI the way it is, you're, you're going to run into Sigourney problems. You know, six and three is not going to get you in if your schedule's bad. But you know, opponents and and they go opponents' records and opponents' records. So what if if uh, there's like two or three or four of the uh, lower tier schools that beat up on on everybody else, and their records are going to be good? Yeah, I, don't I, know. I I think a lot of it is to get some of these really really bad schools from zero and nine and terrible, maybe to three and six and. If you're three and six, you, you see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. You start getting a few more kids out, and then maybe three and six becomes five and four in a few more years. But on the other hand, if you get to three and six and five and four, you're not going to be tier five or tier six anymore. Either. That's correct. That is correct. So we'll see how it works out. Uh, talk to us in a year. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll probably still be sitting here waiting to see what the association wants to do with all the classes again. So. Let's give it a chance. Yeah. All we are saying is give peace a chance. Right? There you go. So... Let's head over to the basketball portion now of our program. And uh, Jeff, the week that was actually, you know what? Let's start. Let's go Hawkeyes off the okay. top because there's a big game tonight. Yeah, well, we won't talk about the week. Park. The week that was, we'll talk about the night that is. Uh, big game. Um, you know, one of the biggest regular season games the the Iowa women have had in you know in, in the Bluter era. Um, you know, they're basically playing for first, uh, first place outright in the Big Ten. With The winner will be a game up with four to go. And if it's Iowa that wins, there'll be one game plus a tiebreaker up on, on uh, Maryland. They'd still be a, ha- a half game up on Northwestern, which would become kind of their primary chaser. Uh, but uh, if they could win over there, that'd be huge. I mean, that'd be 
that would really legitimize Iowa as far as uh, not just the Big Ten favorite, but, uh, you know, they probably move into the top 12 to 15 in the country. Um, and will put themselves in a really nice position for the rest of the season. If they lose, well, they were supposed to lose. They weren't even supposed to be in the race, and no harm done. Do they have uh, odds on women's games? I'm just out of curiosity. You, you got to look. You, you got to look around. There's What's this Charlie called, Cream say about he doesn't, this one? He do, I, I don't know what Charlie Cream says, but okay. there is a place called Five Dimes. You got to do some looking, and they do have Maryland as a 10.5-point favorite tonight. All right. Do you think those Five Dimes is generally fairly... I, I I think so. I mean, it's a it's a betting company, so they're going to want to make money. Um, I'd say ten and a half is probably fairly accurate over there. Okay, all right. Uh, on the high school, on the girls' side, we have tournament play. Believe it or not, starting tonight. This is Thursday night. Uh, yeah, class one A, correct? Yeah, a few uh, games in North Central Iowa have been moved to Saturday because the bitter cold my nose is running. Um, <laughs> A few games closer to home have gone from seven o'clock to six o'clock. Try to get people in and out. Uh, some good, some decent one uh, A games. The the good ones will come in another round or two. Um, I think you know, like always, the the union did a pretty good job of splitting teams in the smaller classes. Um, one I'm looking forward to. Go, uh, there, there are two really good non conference games tonight. I'll be up at Cascade for. Uh, for Northland and Cascade, Northland's ranked number three, Cascade's number one in, in 2A, and then uh, uh, DeWitt Central hosts Marion with uh, the Womack East title on the line. Um, DeWitt have a chance to beat Marion? Over there, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. They, they, uh, Marion beat them by 11 over here uh, less than a week ago. Yeah, uh, Marion's going to have to go over there and play well, or they're going to get beat. Uh, DeWitt Central has a couple... Really good sophomores. Um, it's a program that's on the rise. Um, you know, if Marion plays to Marion potential, they'll win. If not, then then they're going to have their hands full. Let's flip it over uh, to the boys' side for just a little bit here. Um, was able to see uh, North Lynn play for the first time since opening week. Believe it or not, mm -hmm. um, they play Springville last Friday. Played a good Springville team. Um, and uh, Northland kind of warmed down with a big second half run, as Northland is wont to do, um, and won by 19, I believe the final spread was, which was Northland's closest game of the season. Um, it'll be interesting. Uh, that was, oh, my God. The, they haven't lost a conference game in season since 2014. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I can't, I, the specific numbers. As of last Friday, they were one. They'd won 121 of their last 125 games overall. Um, the last conference team to beat them was Albert in a district game in 2016. So that wouldn't be a conference loss. Correct. Um, so I mean, they just do what they do. They press the living bejesus out of you and and score a lot of points in bunches that way and. Uh, you know, it'll be really, really interesting uh, once the playoffs start because they played uh, almost an entirely 1A schedule. Um, two A's, a good class, especially around here. So it'll be Didn't interesting. Didn't hurt them last year. No, uh, but they also don't have Jay Kilmer this year either. So True. that's, uh, uh, you know, we'll see how it uh, how it works out. Uh, Austin Helmer's doing a very nice job as a sophomore, kind of stepped into that point guard role. And Austin Miller's had a great season, 6'2 guy. 
who's just Mr. Hustle, is always mm-hmm. going to get the loose balls, averaging about 21 a game. And he can dunk. Still waiting for the behind-the-back 360, uh, though, Austin, you promised. Um, so they're good, you know. We'll, uh, we'll we'll find out here a lot more starting next week. And, and Springville, can Springville be this year's Albernet? You know, Albernet was kind of came out of nowhere last season and um, overshadowed by Northland. Where are they at? Game in one A. Uh, they are right behind right behind Northland. Okay, they're in second. Yeah. Okay. Second place. They lost three conference games, so it's pretty good. Um, uh, Orioles. Are an undersized team, but they have a lot of good guards, and they're under under. They have a lot of underclassmen, so next year's going to be just as good. And uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what kind of run the Orioles can make. In what kind of year is Central City having with Nick Reed? Good. Uh, Northland beat him the other night, um, so I think uh, the records. I want to say thirteen and six, something like that. Um, I mean, he's he's a terrific player. There's no question about that. And uh, you know they they got uh, number two seed in their district, and um, you know uh, they they've really come around. I, I saw them real early in the season again, and and then I saw them at, at Kennedy at that shootout thing, and uh, you know he he gets some help this season I think from from other guys, which is huge. But uh, I mean you, you just look at uh, at his numbers. Uh, you know I think he's fourth in the state in scoring and uh, number one in rebounds, averaging like 19 rebounds a game, which is just outrageous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's going to be – he's such a skilled kid. He's he, he's going to be a, a good player, I think, at, at the Division two level without without question. Yeah, he's averaging even 20 rebounds a game. So uh, that's seven more than the next the next guy. That's pretty good. So that's pretty good. Um what else, Jeffrey, on the girls' side here? Well, you have the, all the parents. We talked about yep, that last every week. Every class is out now. Um, I usually don't have many issues at all with what the union does. I do have one in 5A. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Let's go. Well, uh, so the top eight teams are basically top seeds. The top eight ranked teams are top seeds. And so was number six was Southeast Polk. Seven's Waterloo West. Eight is Davenport North. Nine is Cedar Rapids Prairie. So, okay. But here's the thing. Prairie has three losses this year, and Waterloo West has four. I think four, maybe five. Let's look. They've got four. Prairie's got three. Prairie went to Waterloo West and won by 20. Uh, Prairie's got a better conference record than West, and they've got a better BC Moore computer ranking than West. But West is seven and Prairie's nine, so uh, timing isn't a great thing on Prairie's part. They've lost three out of four, four out, three out of five uh, to Waverly, which isn't a bad loss. They're a very good four eighteen. City High, which is number one, but that was by thirty. And I'm sure that was that was a factor. And to Davenport North, which should be ahead of Prairie based on one mm-hmm. based on head to head, but. So do you go by what's happened recently, or do you go by whole season resume? If you go by whole season resume, then I think you have to put Prairie ahead of Waterloo West, but they didn't. You hear that, Union? <laughs> you screwed up. No, I'm you not saying that. Up. They get it. They get it right almost all the time. <laughs> uh, you saw Prairie um, last week, was it? I saw him against Iowa City High. Yeah. 
Um, I don't think we ever we we didn't talk. No, really we much haven't talked since then. That was last Friday. City High is really good. Yeah. Uh, Aubrey Jones started seven to seven from three point, finished nine for thirteen, had thirty some points, and they they caught up City High on a great night. City High's when they shoot like that, they're going to be really really tough to beat by anybody. And you know, the other night was one of those nights, and sometimes you just got to live with that. Uh, congratulations, Mount Vernon. I was at Mount Vernon Monday night, too. forgot mm-hmm. all about that. The Mustangs clinched the Womack. Um, if you don't know, the Womack kind of plays. I, I say they play for three championships. Yeah. They play for each division. That's two. And then the overall, I guess, yeah. uh, who has the best conference record uh, out of all of them. Uh, Mount Vernon won two of those three things Monday night by beating Marion, one its, uh, its eighth in a row, um, 17, let's see, 18 and two record, I think, with one to go. they got some um, pretty good teams over in that Womack East, don't they? Yes, they do. Uh, when you looked at uh, East, I think, uh, Mount Vernon, Dyersville, Beckman, Marion, and, and DeWitt Central all were ranked at one point this season. So uh, it's a great division, um, and, you know, Mount Vernon survived. Uh, as the coach had Tim said, you know, we earned it. And uh, that's a good basketball team. It's really playing its best ball of the season right now. Mm-hmm. And and they're 3A, right? 3A. Uh, yeah, they, they must be a small 3A. Yeah. And uh, sub-state-wise, they're in with, with like, um, uh, Cedar Rapids Xavier, I think, is the, the third seed, even though it hasn't been released. My sources say that's what uh, Mount Vernon's one and Xavier's the three. So Who's the two? Um, it's Center Point or Banna, I want to say. Okay. This is all off the record, folks. I, it's not out yet, so uh, just what what I've been told. So yeah. uh, anyway, Ed's a great coach. It's it's amazing. Somebody was telling me his coaching training, the number of guys that are uh, coaching high school basketball that played for him because he was at Cornell College before this. And uh, Josh Davis at Comanche, Mike uh, uh, Halak at at Center Point, Urbana, and you can kind of go up and down the line. It's like four or five four or five guys. Uh, the coach Michael Connor over at West Des Moines Dowling, and it's all guys, all team with teams that have legit chances to make it to the state tournament this year. As does Ed. So how about that? If, if there's like you know mm-hmm. Ed, Tim, and four of the four of the guys or five of the guys that that learned the game under him, that that'd be. I might have to write that story. So uh, we'll see. We will see. All right, uh, you had a couple questions. Yeah, I did. Uh, for my one, one was audience. about football playoffs. Whether we needed to have a phys- uh, degree in physics to figure out the football playoffs. Yes, it would help. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt. I'd, I'd like to have that anyway, but yes. I, I would never yes. pass the, those classes. <laughs> um, also, if we had a Hoosier situation in which we had one week to prepare, get ready for a tournament. Let me, let me let me get this right. Phrase this pro, uh, yeah. exactly. Imagine a Hoosier situation, but right after qualifying for state, what current Iowa high school coach, one boys, one girls, do you bring in that has that to give one week to get to know the team and build a game plan to win a title? So let's say something terrible happens and a coach is no longer there. Who do you We're not saying with? death or anything right. like that. Let's just say bad illness. Or, yeah, there we go. Or, or an, an accident, accident or, or that, yeah. that coach recovers. And, and, yeah, let, let, let's let's just say all the whole coaching staff breaks their legs in a scouting trip, <laughs> which we, we, would be terrible. You know. So what do you do? You need to bring somebody in to coach this team. Uh, you've got two week. You got a week before the tournament, and then you got the tournament. Who do you bring in? Anybody's available. You want to go first? 
Uh, in the state, the first one that come, the first two that come to my mind would probably be Tom Willing, and that's uh, interesting from Xavier and uh, Scott D. Young from Ankeny Centennial. Really? Why do you say those those two? Uh, they're, they're just both really successful. Uh, I, you know, they're, they're just the first two that came to my mind. Good game planners, things like that. Yeah. How about you? I think Steve Bergman would be right up there at, towards the top. Um, it, boy, it'd be a rude awakening for his new team to get used to him, I'll tell you that, in one week. <laughs> but, uh, nobody coaches, uh, you know, nobody probably game plans or, or coaches defense better than that guy. So uh, he's right up there. Uh, I, you know, I'd, I'd say uh, I'd like Mike and Bob Helmer, too. I mean, how can you go wrong with the guy that has more victories in the state than anybody else? And you put those two heads together for, for a week to try and, um, you know, game plan. I mean, they know what uh, they know what the heck the game's all about. So that's just a couple off the top of my head. There'd be a lot of good candidates, though, wouldn't Yeah, it? yeah, absolutely. A lot of good candidates. Uh, John McCown at Kennedy would be another one for me. So, yeah, just right off the top of my head. Yeah, that would be really good. Nate Sanderson, currently unemployed. <laughs> you know, he, there you go. You know, no, no, nobody, not many, no film. There you better go. Better than Nate. There you go. So, um, the rest of your week, you talked about uh, yeah. Cascade tonight. Cascade tonight. Uh, as long as that stays on. Uh, tomorrow is Friday. I've got. Um, I've got a Valentine's date with Storm and Norman. I think. Do you? Does your wife know about this? Uh, she does now. Okay. Uh, actually, I'm covering uh, Clear Creek Amanda and Center Point Urbana tomorrow night, and one of which has a hyphen, one which does. Yeah, that that's always confuses me when I'm right when you write that. Yeah. Um, and Saturday, three uh, A girls basketball regional semifinal. I'm leaning towards going to Solon for the Spartans and Vinton Shellsburg. Sunday is the Hawks in Wisconsin. And next week is next week, and we'll worry about, about that then, yeah. right? So, what do you got going on? Uh, I gotta come up with some sort of <laughs> notebook for tomorrow. I need, I need some ideas. Now, I think what I'll do is we'll go, we'll uh, gonna look through, go through all the conferences and uh, shed light on the ones that have been clinched and the ones that are still up for grabs. Uh, Friday night, I think it's still kind of iffy uh what i'm gonna do uh, right now it's uh prairie wash girl boy doubleheader uh might stick with that we'll have to wait and see um saturday we'll have hockey i haven't been over to the ice arena for a game for a while and waterloo comes to town for that annual uh, or for that rivalry game and uh the postseason starts monday i've gone around and talked to some coaches this is the fourth year that the coaches have seeded all the tournaments so mm -hmm. kind of got some some feedback from some from some guys on just how they think it's gone in in the four years and uh you know uh seeding the whole the whole darn thing from districts to through the state tournament mm -hmm. so that'll look for that i think they'll we'll run that for monday uh leading into the tournament so buckle up baby yeah this is where it gets fast and furious so uh, season went fast oh my goodness i think so too and that's a that's a good thing right yeah so uh I see track meetings have started. Every everything's you'll be hitting um, Kingston Stadium. Be looking Close. forward to uh, some track here pretty soon, and uh, we might actually have some meets here in April this year. There you go. 
there you go. Thanks to Nathan Ford, as always, for all of his assistance with our podcast. Um, for Call of Both Ways, Jeff and Jeff, at JTLender, at JEJE66, by the way, on Twitter. Uh, communicate with us, please. We love it. We'll call it both ways again next week.